On a normal week, InterVarsity chapters all around the country host something called large group. Large group may not actually be large, but it's where small groups come together to engage with God, to enjoy each other's company, and maybe even experience a little bit of transformation. As we engage with ministry during the disruption, there's this question, what happens with things like large group? Can they be done online? Our guest today has figured out how. Hey, everybody, this is Steve Tamayo again. Welcome back to Ministry During the Disruption podcast. Uh, We have a special guest today. He is a team leader at Cal State Fullerton and Fullerton College, works with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. He's actually going to start a new role as an area director this summer in the midst of all of this disruption. Uh, He's been on staff with InterVarsity for nine years, joined right out of college, and he has figured out something about large groups. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Vale. Thanks for having me, Steve. So Ben, tell us a little bit, what does a normal large group look like in your chapters? Well, let me paint the picture. So first of all, um, we try to get our favorite room on campus. There's this one room in kinesiology that has like an entryway where our, our welcome team can hang out. Um, and it has the, the, the perfect setting where we're not wall to wall with other classes so you can be loud, you can be crazy, you can play music, and no one's going to come over and say like, shh. Let's just say our drummer and our guitar players love it. And we invite churches to come and host our students with food. So a lot of times they'll bring pizza and different things. That's a great way to, to create a community feel and a great way to actually help students connect with local congregations. Absolutely. And so uh, on a typical night, there's that community There's that pre-party and everyone gets to hang out together and eat food and meet the churches. Um, And then we'll have a game, we'll have worship, we'll have a speaker. And recently we've had uh, students speaking at our large groups. Tell me a little bit more about that. So a a lot of InterVarsity chapters throughout InterVarsity's history have either had the staff worker do the speaking or have asked a local church leader or professor, someone to to come and speak. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about the decision to have students do the speaking. Well, I think the first time I I had a chance to to hear about it was uh, there's a staff, Kelly Alseth, when she was at UCLA, um, she led a speaker's cohort with students. And I was intrigued by that, um, that students could speak. I actually had the opportunity to speak in my chapter at Cal State Northridge, mostly, I think, because we didn't have a staff my senior year and we had to figure out how to do it. But I think the main thing for me is that I think that students can do it. Absolutely. Students can do it. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're a student, maybe you're at a chapter that doesn't have a staff or maybe your staff is sick or they're not able to to engage. They're not able to lead a large group. You could be the one who speaks, right? I think it's a lot of fun uh, having students speak and uh, our fellowship gets really engaged and is cheering on uh, their friend and calling them pastor and I think it's just really fun to see students taking that risk uh, and also seeing students respond to the calls to faith and taking new steps and risks in their faith because their friends are preaching. Okay, 
So you have a story about that. But before we hear that story, I want to ask you a little bit about the decision to do large group online. So you have your favorite room on campus. You have food coming your way every week from local congregations. Your students love being together, playing games, singing songs together. And all of a sudden, campus is shut down. How does that feel? It really is a bummer. Our last large group in person was probably one of my top 10 favorite in the last nine years. So the student, Timmy Ho, gave this message that was powerful. We had students responding to the gospel. Um, The room was packed. And so going from that to suddenly we can't even see each other, I can't see my students. And for that to be happening in a transition period for myself, where I'm soon going to be leaving this chapter to go be an area director that feels really challenging. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't, I didn't register that when you told me you were transitioning to being an area director. Having to move to online, while it was incredibly painful, it, it felt like it was the right next step for us because in the midst of all of this chaos and transition, our students are now yearning for community all the more, uh, not being able to see each other, um, some of them not living back in their apartments or with their friends, and creating this online community space um, and sticking to the, the things that we love most with worship and hearing a message from the word, um, it felt uh, so important to still do in this season. And I think it's helpful for people to hear that the move to online isn't just this like, let's take the hill kind of move, but it, it's a move that's motivated by love, actually, that you all love each other, that you care about each other, that you're going to miss each other. It's not even about kind of keeping the momentum of the ministry. As you made the move to online large group, what are some ways that that desire to stay connected was part of your decision? I didn't choose to take this job uh, to run structures on campus. I think um, the main reason why is my love for the college campus, my love for college students, and my deep desire for them to come to know and follow Jesus. In thinking about us transitioning off of campus, Um, After taking some time to process my own emotion and figure out like what in the world is happening right now, I began to ask the question, well, how can we serve students? And so that's when I started texting students and phone calling them and taking a look at our structures like large group and saying, you know, how can we still create a sense of family, still create a sense of community and uh, uh, help point students to Jesus in the midst of all of this chaos? How did they respond to you even mentioning an online large group? People are excited by new things sometimes. Uh, And so if nothing else, people click the link just to see what it's like. I think that we all shared the pain, though, of uh, we would much rather be together. We do a pre-party online before our large group starts. And a lot of people are just talking about they see someone join the chat and they're just saying, oh, I really miss this person. Or like, oh, man, I wish I could see you right now. I wish I could be with you. And so there's definitely um, a lot of loss, but we're, uh, we're soaking it in as best we can. Yeah. Well, tell us the story about your first online large group. Particularly, what did God do during that time? The main thing that I would say is we had no idea what we were doing. I hear testimonies sometimes where it just sounds like everything went perfect and they knew what they were doing. And I think for us, we were just giving it a shot and clicking play. Um, We tried to coordinate with um, our teams to figure out how we can still do worship and still have a speaker. But this poor student, Peter, was about to give his very first message ever and do his it to a laptop. His first message ever? Yes. <laughs> to a laptop. 
And so there was loss for him to not be able to give that in person. And he would say that, but he was also down for the challenge and honestly did a pretty good job dealing with giving his first message to a blank screen. So what was it like at large group? You've played your games, maybe have have engaged with some music and then he gets up and, and speaks. What sort of things are you expecting to happen after his message? So uh, Peter chose to give a slightly more indirect call and actually invited people to respond by sending him a direct chat on Zoom. And so this removed some of the pressure. There was already a lot of social pressure of everyone's watching me on my cameras right now. And uh, there's actually a high school freshman that had joined our call that was watching this message and felt just a move of the spirit in him. And he responded and said, I want to grow in my faith. I want to be able to to follow Jesus more fully. God can use an online space. Hey, if you're listening to this, Ben has willingly been dragged into leading a webinar on this very subject, online large groups. He's broken down into what do you need to do in an online large group? What are some best practices? He's shared some of the things that, that he's learned in the process. You can find out more information about this webinar at intervarsity.org slash online. It's going to be happening on Wednesday, April 1st. But if you listen to this after Wednesday, April 1st, it's not an April Fool's joke. You can go to intervarsity.org online, and we will put a recording of the webinar right there on our site. Ben, thank you so much for being willing to do this. Absolutely. It's my pleasure.